Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey! Ow! <laughs> and welcome to the big show. And this today, my friends... Is a big show. Joe Salzone, a.k.a. Larry Dickman, Joshy Josh and the Josh Matash from K-Rock Live, <laughs> and the great, and you've heard his name many a time, in studio today, the great Jason Clue wow. from DeLago Resort Casino. Very wow. exciting to have you here, Mr. Clue. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm I'm glad for the illustrious introduction there. That's uh, the great Jason Klug. No one's uh, there's only a few greats on the show. There's a great Ed Levine. There's a great Lou Brego. There's a great Jason Klug. Is there, is there another great? I can't think of another great. No, there's another great. That's uh, some pretty good company, then. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're up I'll there. take that moniker and run with it. You're up there, my We are friend. live on Facebook, facebook.com slash ESPN Syracuse. Of course, the text line is always open, 288-0644, and the phones as well, 4 ESPN 44. Joe Sazon, do we have Paulie the Mole on the phone? We have Paulie. Paulie the Mole uh, is, is remote in Atlanta, hot off the presses, hot out of the car seat after driving all the way down there. He is our version of John Madden. Yes, he is. And uh, he is going to be down there for the Georgia Tech-Syracuse game. Polly, Polly, what do you got? Uh, how are you guys doing? <laughs> tell tell Daniel. Yeah, he's laying, he's been laying in a bed for two, two days. Yeah, why? You can't drive it anymore? Oh, 14 hours. Wow. But why? Why? Why would you do that? It's statistically, it is far safer to get in an airplane than it is to drive down all the way the night. What are you on the 95 heading down there? Uh, 81 to 85. Oh, my God. Did you start to like lose your mind at any point? I kind of like it for like seven hours when I'm in the car alone, listening to music getting my thoughts together, but then when you add another seven on top of it, it's oh, a nightmare. Wow. Yeah, and then you get the turnaround of 14 coming back. Is, is it? Is it because, honestly, are you stalling and you get to keep the extra day going there, the extra day coming back in the day of the game, or do you really have that kind no. of a fear of flying? No, I have a fear of flying because I really don't get a chance to get out of working when I'm here. Like I'm, I've been sitting at my computer working all day. He can you just know, remote so in. Like he just I'm, remotes in. So it's like he's here, but he's not here. Such a bull excuse. Don't tell the great Mr. Ed Levine. That he's not listening to our show anymore. He's oh, anymore. Well, he's, the, he's the, the, the shine is one. off the apple? The shine is way off the apple. Are you kidding me? I had Pam walk by me the other day and go, excuse me, sir, it's a black Lincoln. Could you pull it up right away? And she handed me a set of keys. She thought I was the valet. It's terrifying. Paulie, tell Daniel what you've eaten on the way down for your 14-hour drive. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> I ate Burger King twice, Bojangles, and Chick-fil-A. Wow. So you go double Burger King. Is it because is, is this because the car is sputtering for gasoline needs, or, or do you, are, you, are you actually seeking out where the burgers are charcoal broiled? No, I get the I get the breakfast. I like the Chris sandwiches, and then the BK bacon is outrageously. Dude, he delicious. is right, Daniel. He's so right. The Burger King bacon, whatever it's called, the BK like the bacon king. Oh my god! I haven't had a hamburger that came out of a fast food place in a quarter decade. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't blame, I don't blame I can't, you. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I, I get sick. I eat that I'm telling you that beat. So I, have, I, I would rather do what I do, which is there's a place called Black Wing. If you look up Black Wing, which is 
uh, grass-fed organic beef out in Wyoming and Montana, and you order what you want, and they bring it in like an igloo, frozen, individually wrapped. To the house? To the house. Drop it off at the house. So once every six months, I do the 1,500, you know, whatever it is, and I just stock up. I went to... uh, um, So like you can get like half a cow. Well, yeah. You, well, you you go right Whatever to the order. You want, I want right. thirty ribeyes. I want thirty fillets. I want thirty. And then I I went and for a hundred and twenty five bucks, I bought one of those mini freezers that yeah. I put in my mudroom, and I fill the thing to the top. And so we're now last night for the first time. Actually, we hadn't had steak in a while. And and Robin, when I got home, had a beautiful dinner all made. These big thick ribeye with the bone in. And what are the what's the place called? It's called Black Wing. Take or, a look at it. What do you um, see the, the the menu that they have? I'm looking Black, it up right now. Blackwing. Yeah, they're out of Wyoming, I'm pretty sure. And uh, anyway, After so- every trip, I have my own mudroom. Should I retire now? No. <laughs> no, no can, 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 you, can you do... Uh, so we play a game, Jason, called So What? And we play it every day. Okay. And so So What is Polly or Le... Uh, pulls up some different things from the news, and you get to say when he reads it to you, you, have, you know, Shaquille O'Neal is going to get married tomorrow. So what? Who cares? You know. Right, right, or right. if it's not a so what, you got to tell us why you don't think this is a so what article. All right, all right, Paul, gotcha. are you ready to play? Our, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. ESPN's Max Kellerman says it's time for Notre Dame to change its name from the Fighting Irish if even just a few Irish people are offended. All right, well, I'm going to say that's not a so what. First of all, Max Kellerman should go find another job. He doesn't speak for us as Irish people, okay? So the 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 potentially, this is coming off the Chief Wahoo thing in Cleveland and this long-running Washington Redskin thing, and is it offensive? When the fact of the matter is that they did a poll amongst Native Americans, and like 90-something percent of them said, we, we see no problem with it. They're, you know, No one says anything about do Asians have a, a yellower colored tint to them? Do white people have a whiter color or a pink color? Do African Americans have a black? You can call them black. So you can't say redskin. That's offensive to them. Uh, you know, and I wouldn't say it to someone's face if I thought that that was going to be offensive to them. But the fact of the matter is they've already polled this, and they are not offended by it. They're not offended by this by, by the, this term. So now you're going to take this to another level, and you're going to say, are Irish people, because the two Dukes are up like they're going to have a fight, which really what they're suggesting is the fighting Irish are, the drinking, fighting in bars, and so on. No, I'm an Irish guy. I've got Irish tattoos on my body. Ask any of my Irish friends, and we're all going to go, there's no way Notre Dame is going to change that symbol. Never. It'll never happen. People who get offended always get offended for other people. It's not the people that they're... It's like, like, like Daniel said, he's not offended by it, but it's people who are offended for them. I have said this multiple times and mark my words, in my lifetime, St. Patrick's Day will be a canceled holiday. It will not exist anymore. It will be deemed as offensive because people are drinking and they're wearing green and they've got the the costumes. Never, never going to happen. If you want to know the one that should change first, think of how sad it is in America to be an Italian. And I'll tell you why. We celebrate Columbus Day. Columbus Day. This is a man that missed his mark by 1,500 nautical miles, and we celebrate him oh, every year yeah. as a holiday. He was going to the West Indies, and he ended up somewhere on the east coast of, uh, of, uh, of the United hey, States. Close enough. So, you know what? Hey, let's give him a day. <laughs> he handed out some smallpox blankets. We, uh, you know, we had a good time. That's exactly. what it is what it is. Exactly. There's never, it's never going to happen. St. Patrick's Day forever. Come on. Not a so what. Not a so what. Jason Cruz. Jason Cruz. I, yeah, I can't imagine a world where they're not called the Fighting Irish. But, you know, I guess uh, time will tell. That's, that's just a real... I, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that You one. flash forward to 30 years ago, you could imagine a time when we weren't called the Syracuse Orangemen. 
you know so that's uh, that uh, that is a valid point and, and and that and that was done also because the orangeman was a, a connotation towards a native american sure wow. yeah they're the saltine warrior was the i mean the, it was an it was an native american was their logo look up the saltine warrior and I mean, so, it was a guy. And so and so the the uh the Iroquois-rich region that we are, yeah. you know, the, the, the four factions of the Iroquois nation that are here, were they, have people ever asked them, are they upset with the Syracuse Orange, and, and were they were they upset with the Orangemen? Did they say? Does I anyone, wasn't alive then, but I'm sure, ever asked? I'm sure that somebody, <laughs> you know, I'm sure that somebody complained, yeah. Wow. Okay. Kevin Love broke his hand, oh, Kevin Love <laughs> broke his hand try, uh, tying up the Cavs, taking uh, potential trades off the table and sending the Cavs into further turmoil. Well, is this a go? Are they giving us more details on the broken hand? I heard six to eight weeks. I don't think it's a career-ending injury. Is this, you know, I mean, so tying up because they can't get rid of him to play for somebody right now to make a playoff run? Is that is that the inference or? Well, well, there's a lot. You know, of you know hang on, I want to change my vote. So what? Oh, so yeah, what? That's so what? Yeah, I'm I'm jumping on the so what because so I, I don't even know who this guy is. I'm yeah, yeah Kevin so Love. I know what? who he is. He, Kevin Love. Yeah, yeah, bye, Kevin. So what? Now, moving on. All right, a couple more stories. Philadelphia police have a top-secret new lubricant that they're going to use on light poles on Super Bowl Sunday and are not releasing what it is. I have said that. So sorry, people go ahead, climbing it. Wow. Can't get up. Is it, is it also used in the vice department? Or, you know, <laughs> I mean, is it just used on poles? Or? If just for the YouTube videos alone. Do you think Polish people will be offended so. in Philadelphia by this? Because they're only using this lubricant on poles? Yeah, I believe so. Oh! <laughs> I believe so. Hey, I've said this before. If the Philadelphia Eagles win the Super Bowl, the fans are going to burn that city to the ground. And if the Philadelphia Eagles lose the Super Bowl, the fans are going to burn that city to the ground. Regardless of what happens, people are going to go nuts. And last time they Criscoed the polls and it didn't stop anybody. They still shimmied their fat Philly asses up those poles. And uh... <laughs> Wow. Strong words, Mr. Strong sorry. Man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like the Eagles. What, I do, you, the Eagles. what do you got with the polls? What do you got, Jason? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of at a a so what. Really? So what? Really? So what? Wow, that's controversial, the Kluge. And uh, this is kind of sports related. A a man in China lost sensation in his waist and became paralyzed after playing video games continuously for 20 hours on the internet. As paramedics carried him away, he yelled for his family and friends to continue playing his game for him. So that it wouldn't. That's dedication, though. Oh, that sounds so That's nice. That's dedication. That Did they mention so nice. they had electrodes attached to his nipples while he was playing the game? Or there's, there's no mention of any no. of that because I heard that rumor. No, he was just sitting there and went paralyzed from the Listen, waist I down. posted a video. I posted a video on Facebook, and so a lot of the guys that are in the room with me, and, so, and, and a number of people I'm sure that are listening, are my friends on Facebook. And, and I was at the Baldwinsville Y, and we've got this thing going on about possibly playing a basketball tournament. I've let myself go once again in my career, and it's almost 270 pounds. So I said, okay, I'm going to trim down now. I'm going to get, use this, this contest we're having at work and try to drop a good 2025. 20, so I'm hitting the Y every day now. Mm-hmm. And I get down there, and these kids are, there's two kids playing, two, uh, four kids playing two on two, and they're just about to start a game. And I said, hey, can I get on that? And there's a kid sitting down, and he's got his phone in his hand. He's all dressed up basketball. He's at the basketball court. He goes, yeah, I'm not going to play just yet. And I'm thinking, okay, well, he's texting his mom. You know, he's doing whatever he's doing. And so I sit there, I'm looking at him, and the kid keeps going, keeps going. And I kind of peek over his shoulder, and he's playing some game. 
Okay, he's at yeah. the Y. He's dressed to play basketball. His face has not left this screen. I've inched my way over, like you know, I'm uh, you know, Kevin Spacey taking a look at, <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and I'm getting closer and closer to the kid to see what he's playing that he's so enthralled by. So out of nowhere, I guess he hit the level he wanted to hit or whatever. He puts one. He goes, "I'll play now." Now they're in the middle of a game. Mm-hmm. So I go, you guys want to add two? So I guard this kid. He's 17. He's young. He's running around. You know, at 57, it's hard to run around. In a three-on-three game, it's only half, but you don't have that fourth guy to take up some room, so he's running around and I'm chasing him. So we win the first game. They they were winning already when I joined the game. We play the second game, and I dogged the kid, and I, and I played pretty well, and, and we beat him. And, and he, So everyone, people are going to get water. He sits back down, immediately picks up the phone. He starts to play, and so I look at him. I go, they're out in the court, and they go, hey, you guys, and I go, hey, bro, you ready to go? And he goes... Yeah, no, I'm 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 going to sit for a little while, and he still he never looks makes eye contact with me. He keeps his head down on the screen. He goes, "No, I'm going to sit for a little while. I'm tired." And I thought to myself, "You're tired. <laughs> You're 17 years old. Yeah. How can you be tired?" But you know what? It wasn't that he was tired. He could not get away. I ha- I have relatives of mine, and I and th- that live here in Syracuse. And one of the one of the, the the kids of one of my relatives, I said, if you don't get that boy away from that thing, I mean, he he puts a blanket over his head on the couch to make it darker, and has the screen oh, right by his eyes yeah. and plays it continuously. Yeah, that's an issue. I mean, it, yeah, man, it's really dangerous. You don't realize that the the firing of certain you know things in your in your uh, synapses and how you. Your eyes don't see. Your eyes see a play. So when you watch people interacting, if Jason starts to talk right now, and I'm looking at Jason talking, if Josh starts to talk, my head turns to find Josh to pay attention and watch him talking to me. When you look at the editing in things, especially the violent quick jump cutting that go in those games, it's not normal for your brain to see things. like They've done studies Mm -hmm. on how addictive this can be. For the first time in the last 24 months, at Soba Recovery Center, we treat kids for the addiction to these games. They're that gone that when you take it from them, it's like a drug. They well, it's go, a dopamine release, isn't it? Oh, like my it's God. Got it, that? it absolutely has a neurotransmitter response, mm-hmm. which is what you're making reference to, a neurochemical response to watching these games and interacting with them, and the highs and lows of getting to that next gate and that next window, and the obsessive behavior behind how much you have to play in order to do it. We treat them full-blown. You take it away from them, and they go through a withdrawal. I believe Mood it. swing, violent, upset. I mean, How long is it withdrawal they find it, it, we, we don't detox them medically but sometimes they have to be calmed down yeah. they, wow. they literally need to be medicated to be calmed down so that they can sleep and because they can't find they they can't get that release mm-hmm. and that chemical rush that they get from playing the game and then you have to explain to them and take them in like you would an addict no different than an opioid or alcohol you have to walk them through a program of action that allows them to live without the game i kid you not 30-day treatment you can find videos uh, a lot of them of kids being having their games taken away from them and just total freak outs and i I, I mean, I even see it with my kids. Like, if I let them look at the iPad too long, they start to get agitated and grumpy and weird. And you want, I just like, I don't like it. A 12 year old knows the value at 12 of $100. Mm-hmm. They understand what $100 means. They do. Yeah. They know, oh, 100 Okay. I can buy three Game Boy. I can buy. Yeah. My brother Billy's son, Vance, I'll never forget. We, we, he's a, a stud basketball player now. He's 16. He's on the high school team. But back in the day, this was probably when he was, this was good four or five years ago. So he was. He was, you know, 11 or 12 years old, <clears throat> and I'm sitting with China, my uh, my brother Billy's wife, and China's brother, Austin, and Vance has his face on this thing, and I turn around and looked at him, and I said, hey, Vance, I'll give you 100 bucks if you give me that phone. It was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. For the rest of the day, you don't touch it until tomorrow morning. 
And he looked at me and he went, a hundred bucks. And I went, a hundred bucks. The second I said it, Austin next to me went, I'll give you a hundred too. 200 bucks at four o'clock in the afternoon to put the thing down essentially for another five, six hours before he went to bed mm-hmm. and then pick it right back up in the morning. He sat there and calculated. I go, you can buy a lot of stuff for 200 bucks, fans. He thought about it. He goes, cool, can I play uh, Kamiko Conga? You know, and I'm like, yeah, right. no, you can't play any of the games. You have to give me the phone. And he put his head down again and he kind of thought about it. He looked at the phone and he went, nah, no way. Wow. For 200 bucks, an 11, 12 year old <laughs> would not give me the phone for six hours. That's how addicted he was that to it. That goes to show you. All right, we'll take a break. Polly, we got to let you go, right? Yes, thank God. What do you mean? I'll <laughs> miss you guys. He has I'll a, miss you guys. He has a 3.30 meeting he's got to get to. All right, we'll come back. We will talk to Jerry McNamara, Jerry McNamara assistant coach back. for your Syracuse men's basketball team. This is Daniel Baldwin Show, brought to you by Liverpool Pool and Spa on ESPN Radio, Syracuse. The Orange women return home tomorrow against Virginia Tech. Tip time 7, Orange pregame 645. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Joining us on the phone, as he does every week, brought to you by Burdick BMW and Drivers Village, the assistant coach of your men's basketball team, Jerry McNamara. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you doing? Gentlemen, how's it going today? Mac, I'm stroking for three-point land like you wouldn't believe right now. I'm hot. <laughs> he's looking good. He's, we're going to have an uh, inner office basketball game, and uh, Daniel's all pumped up, and he's warming up now. We might need the two of you, the way things have gone. Yeah. Eligibility left. He's got a year of eligibility. Both of you do, I think. So, <laughs> think. so I guess you want to start right there, huh? Howard Washington, what what does that do? Well, you know, the, the unfortunate thing, you know, Howard had started to play really well. I thought even if you go back to the Florida State game, he comes in, and I thought he completely changed the first half of that game, coming in and hit a three. The Pittsburgh game, the first time we played him at home, he was terrific defensively. Um, you know, he, he was starting to make strides and feel more comfortable. Um, you know, so it's a little bit unfortunate. Obviously, he's going to be evaluated this week to see where we're at. But, uh, you know, it hurts us a little bit because it gave us a guy coming in off the bench, especially with Matt Moyer going down with his ankle injury. Um, you know, it was a little bit of a, a you know insurance, uh, you know, knowing that the fact that you had a guy that was starting on, you know, on the come up a little bit. So uh, it's a little unfortunate for him. He's a great kid. Um, but he had started to play his best basketball of the season. Uh, well, I'm going to come after you with, A, my contacts tell me ACL, and when you're looking at a freshman kid that's playing, uh, you know, the amount of time left in the season uh, and, and the fact that, you know, he's going to be a component on this team, you know, for years to come. Uh, if it is what I'm hearing it is, he's done. So, And I'm not just making a statement. I'm, I'm not even asking for a reaction. But what this excites me about is the idea that we could be looking at potential twin towers at some point on offense, which hasn't been done since Elijah Wan and Sampson, and I'm really excited. Is there really the possibility that he plays the two big guys at the same time? We've talked about it, yeah, we've talked about it. I think, we, you know, the, the, the greatest thing that happened to Baramo was the fact that, you know, we had that eight-day stretch in between games, and then he didn't play in the, in the Boston College game. So when he came back for Pittsburgh, we felt like, uh, you know, his two practices leading into that, he was fully rested. He had a little bit of time to recover with his knee, uh, and he was terrific. You know, he was the guy that we knew he was early, a uh, guy that's really capable with both hands finishing around the rim. He's active. Uh, 16 rebounds is incredible. Uh, even coach in the post game when he, when he was talking to the team and he looked at the final stats, he didn't quite realize how many rebounds he did have. 
Um, but yeah, you know, if, if they're both feeling well um, with with the numbers we have right now, it's it's something that we've talked about. You know, we, we've we've kind of you know over the last few days of practice gotten Barama some reps at the forward position, which he's gotten all year. We, we you know we just emphasize it a little more, putting him out there on the wing. Um, you know, where he's from at St. Benedict's in, in New Jersey, a great program. Uh, they played quite a bit of zone, uh, and, and and when I would go see him play, he played quite a bit of the forward spot. So uh, he's familiar with it. Uh, Pascal is gone, you know. I, I think leaps and bounds offensively, and, and you know he, he's still such an impact in the center position. So um, you know, I, I think if if uh, it's a possibility, uh, you know, you, you, we might see it here in the next few games. We'll have to kind of wait and see how how things progress as the game goes on. Well, the interesting scenario about this game is you're actually playing a team that has a presence in the middle, one big guy at Georgia Tech who can play in the paint. So the idea of keeping him busy with the chook and then having Sidibe flashing in and out of the paint, putting two seven-foot bodies at him, that's a big test for this kid at Georgia Tech, and that changes the game. Because I, I would suspect they're going to have to pay some attention to that down low, and that opens us up for some clearer looks from three-point land. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny, too. The kid Ben Lammers for them, he's so good. I, I remember going into the game last year when we played him, the first time we played him down here, uh, he was leading the league in rebounds and blocks. Um, and the difference this year is he's got a little bit of help. The kid Abdullah Gay, um, who had 14 points and eight rebounds against Clemson, is, is you know I've watched their, their last nine or ten games that they've played. Um, this guy's emergence uh, for Georgia Tech is probably uh, the biggest jump that I've watched of any player in the league. Uh, you know he's in double figures five of the last seven. Uh, he's just getting better and better. So it's not just one big that they have anymore. Now they're adding a six ten kid that's capable. So. Uh, yeah, they're going to have size. You know, they play a little quirky zone defensively. Uh, they do a great job, especially Lammers protecting the basket. Um, you know, when we played them down here last year, what really hurt us was transition baskets. Uh, defensive, you know, our defensive transition wasn't good. I think we gave up 20 fast break points. But on the flip side of that, we did get 17 offensive rebounds. Because of the zone, there's going to be some opportunities, hopefully for us. Um, you know, having a guy like Barama out there, uh, Pascal, O'Shea, um, you know, Merrick in, in certain stretches, those guys all, all attack the boards and they all attack the glass. Um, so if we are, you know, in the situation where we do have a big lineup, you have to take advantage of it on the offensive glass as well. Oh, man, I, nothing would tickle me more than running a Twin Towers <laughs> offense against Virginia and beating them. Oh, I would love yeah. that. You know, it's it's funny. I, I you know we're we're we follow each other. I believe on Twitter, and uh, you know I, I I saw you mention earlier in the week about just a little post scoring presence. Um, you know, Barama gives you a different change of pace, uh, something that we've been missing a little bit. But he's also capable from the high post as is Marek and O'Shea. Um, so it's going to be an interesting test for us, obviously. Uh, with Howard not being here and and Matt, you know, still fresh off this ankle in, injury, uh, you know, a, a, everybody's minutes are going to be at a premium. We need, uh, we're going to need all guys tonight, all, all hands on deck for sure. Well, when you throw, when you play the tape forward, and you know, we were talking earlier with Axe. I was on the morning show with uh, Lisa and Gomez, and and I said, you know, you can't look at certain things, and, and you can only look at the numbers and, and the averages that people do. But should Q's, and here's another scenario that I love. I, I love that Cinderella story. I love the guy that's a walk-on. And if you get into any kind of foul trouble, we may see a walk-on really play now with this injury. 
Yeah, I th- you know, the kid Braden Bayer, is, he's, he's been really good for us. You know, we've been really lucky over the last few years to have um, some pretty darn good players as walk-ons. And, you know, Braden's right up there with as good as any of them, if not the best. He's he's done a great job for us, you know, you know over the last few years, having the chance to guard guys like Tyus Battle and Andrew White, uh, to be in the reps every day. He gets a lot of reps. Um, you know, over the last two months, he's – He's jumped into the to the reps with our scholarship guys, so um, you know he's earned his right to to you know have the argument of of if we need him, um, you know I think this guy's available. Even in the Florida State game, he came in, and you know it's funny a lot of guys come in, uh, guys that haven't played, and they're in a scenario like a Florida State where you need to make a play because you're losing in the most important stretch of the basketball game. And he came in and made, you know, ended up being a foul, but he made the correct rotation in our press. Uh, he, he made the referees make a decision. I think they made the right call. I think it was a block. He didn't let the guy land, but he came up and made a play. He had a chance to create a charge, a, a travel, or a steal. So, um, you know, he's he's worked hard. He, he's a hard-working kid, and, um, you know, if his number's called, he'll be ready. Jerry McNamara, assistant coach to your Syracuse men's basketball team. We get through tonight, and you've got no cakewalk uh, down the road, Virginia coming to the Dome on Saturday. How do you prepare for a game like that? None of these games are, I mean, it's incredible. We even, you know, Georgia Tech at home is just so good. Virginia, regardless of where they play, is so good. Um, I think what they've done is, in my mind, you know, I think Auburn and the SEC, what they've been able to do, um, you know, but I think what Virginia has done this year, uh, losing the quality of player that they've lost off of last year's team, I think it's as good a story and coaching job as there is in college basketball. Um, you know, but we, you know, we got them at home last year, right? We're different. Uh, that building is just different. Uh, the dome is just so special. Um, and any opponent that steps on that court against us, we feel confident, regardless of who you are. Uh, I think that's the mentality you have to have. But we, we've been good at home. Um, you know, we're going to have an opportunity as we move forward here over the next few weeks to play some really, really good teams i mean we're starting tonight on the road with a chance for a good road win uh so we got to come down here and get it done uh, hopefully and then prepare for saturday's game as well before we let you go jerry i know you're a, a pennsylvania kid are you pulling for the eagles on sunday no question yes baby. yes baby let's go <laughs> let's go like uh, i Jer- mean I, the true story this is this is how i met donovan McNabb. i was in a popeyes in new orleans and i was in line with my roommate matt gorman and I heard two people talking behind me, and the, you know, one person asked the other. He said, "Hey, how do you like your boys tomorrow?" I think it was right before it was either the Texas game or, or the or the championship game against Kansas. And he's like, "I don't know. It depends on this guy." And I got a tap on my shoulder. It was Donovan McNabb. Wow. Now, you know, little did he know I had been following him. Uh, number one, because he was a Syracuse guy. But number two, my brother was at the time he was a, a student. Uh, at St. Joe's in Philadelphia, and and he had become a huge Eagles fan through the, his college years. So we started following the Eagles, and I believe they had just come off an NFC loss, or, or even a Super Bowl loss. Um, you know, so it was really, really neat. I'm, I, I've been an Eagles fan since then. I've dropped off since he got traded to Washington a little bit, but um, I've always followed them. I've Absolutely. always followed the Eagles, and I think it'd be a great storyline, great team this year. And, and then you know, with obviously with with uh, with the Carson Wentz, that who. Uh, who went out for that? Yeah, and, Wentz went out. Nick uh, Falls. What a great story well, for Nick. Uh, what a what a story he was in the in the uh, the championship game. Yeah. Uh, just slinging it, just absolutely slinging it. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. I, I'll tell you, we've been spoiled over the last few years in major sporting events. How good they've been 
uh, college basketball, the World Series, the Super Bowls. Uh, there's been so many great finishes. Let's knock on wood a little bit because I wouldn't mind seeing another great one for the Super Bowl. Awesome, Jerry. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Obviously, Jerry. go Syracuse and go uh, Eagles on Sunday, brother. Talk to you next Sounds week. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, Bye-bye. man. Jerry McNamara appears courtesy of Drivers Village and Burdick BMW. We shall reset and come back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, Syracuse. Orange Nation, noon to 2, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now, and we are back. Jerry Mack with some informative stuff about what's going on for Georgia Tech. We will see uh, Matthew Moyer tonight's game time decision and obviously Howard Washington, Washington out. Twin Towers, man. Twin Towers, I like your call. playing the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. That, that, I, I got news for you. From this injury, my prediction, from this injury, we find out that playing both big guys is actually the way to go. Three guys shooting from the outside, two seven-footers inside, changes it. We could win the ACC. Wow, silver lining, Danny The great Jason Klug is with us from Delago Resort Casino. Uh, Jason, yes. what is it like to start that monstrous business out there? Oh, it's, it's crazy. I have nothing to compare it to. I mean, it's. I think what I, uh, what I akin it to before was it's like making a pizza. If making a pizza is literally growing the wheat, to make the flour and make the dough and and the cows. I mean, it's, it's from scratch as you can get it, but it's a huge undertaking. Um, You know, so many employees that have to get trained uh, dealers that have, you know, have never dealt before. And the best concert venue I've ever been to in central New York. It is a really great concert. I saw Our Lady Peace there. It was amazing. Together. Ah, That was a great show. Fantastic. It was a great show, man. I love those guys. You know, that was uh, when I first started in this business, Our Lady Peace was one of the, was uh, one of the first acts I worked with. Awesome! So to have that kind of come full circle and have them come oh, through my that. room, it was it was really cool. Yeah, that was cool to see Rain. The sound is time. unbelievable in there. Rain was, is always great. I was I was this old guy who lived up in Canada, and I went to go see them, and I was really into the band and everything. And so the manager turned around and said, "Hey, you know, we, the guys want to meet you and blah blah." And you know, at the time, I was. Well, 15 years ago, they were they were really, really, yeah, really yeah, big. Yeah. I thought they were going to be gigantic, actually, because I think they're that they talented. They should be. They're phenomenal. Um, and, and so I meet Rain, and then I ended up following them like six weeks in a row and showing up in different venues in Calgary. <laughs> and, blah, blah. and they were like, the old man really likes listening to this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I like those guys. But the, the, the setup that you guys have... Uh, in that venue is, um, you know, I mean, it, it's it's world class lighting, it's world class sound. You know, you've got the restaurants, but I'm going to tell you something that a guy said to me, and, and I went recently as a guest of Jason's with my wife because, like I said before, there's two things that I can tell you when you're the quote celebrity in the group, and and one of them I can gauge every time, and that's what my wife says. My wife has been around the world. She's Got a lot of money way before she ever met me. If my wife says, I want to go to a place, it means it's a really nice place. And my wife goes, I go, what do you want to do? We need to have a day. She said, please call Jason. I want to go to Del Lago. So going to Portico, awesome. having that nice meal. But here's the compliment that was paid as I'm, as I'm in the, in the uh, poker room. And I went in there to, uh, to, to brush up on some of my skills because we are talking about having some kind of an event, live telecast, ESPN, the whole bit. Uh, down at Del Lago, details to be worked on, but we're talking about maybe late spring, early summer, 
Uh, and, that, and that's an exciting thing to do uh, in conjunction with the great Jason Klug. Um, but, uh, but here's what the guy said to me. He said, you know, I go to the Turning Stone. I go to this place. I go to that place. I go to the, and they're all, good, they're all good venues. They're good places. But I got to tell you something. I always feel like I'm a guy there that's gambling and that the, the goal from the place is to get my money. You know, and it is a business. At the end of the day, Del Lago or any other place wants to win more the house than they lose. Obviously, it's a business. But every time I come to Del Lago, I feel like I'm a guest in someone's home. I never wait more than five to ten minutes when I'm at a table to get a drink. I'm always able to have access even when there's lines. They move things quickly. They're efficient. Smile on their face. That's the extra stuff that you don't get in other places that makes you feel comfortable to want to be a regular and come back. And my hat's off to you, sir, because Thank they you. really do provide that kind of service there. I see the maids in the hallway and good morning, you know, and they're, and they're smiling. They're not that laborious, terrible look like they have to be there. They legitimately smile at you and say good morning. And that's not because they recognize me or anything else. They were just being polite and friendly as employees of the, of the resort. And, and that makes you feel comfortable there. You know, you really do. You feel comfortable there. Yeah, you know what? You bring up a really great point. I think that's something we worked on from day one, and that's from the top on down, from Jeff Babinski. He said, more than anything, it's going to be the customer service part, and we make that part of our core values. So from, and to be quite honest, Jeff is the best at it. Anytime you're walking behind him, he's going through the place. He's always happy to meet anyone. He's very approachable. Uh, So from that attitude and, you know, trickling on down to anyone that's in the casino that works there. So, but uh, you know, it's great to hear on this level and uh, to make sure that, you know, our guests are comfortable because they are guests. We want to make them feel like, you know, they've, they've come here to have a great time and it's just a great experience. I mean, you know, traveling all over the world, it's, it's an experience that you're going there for. It's, you can, you can go any place. Listen, when you talk about, the smaller casino venues in individual states, many of them are are, 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 are Indian related to, you know, uh, and, and they all try to do the best they can. They have X amount of dollars to spend on a facility that's this size and so on and so forth. But when you can say that you go to a New York state or Pennsylvania or whatever state you're in, and it rivals being in one of the nice hotels in Las Vegas, that's an ultimate compliment because that's what you're fashioning it after. Ultimately, you're going to go Vegas probably first, and then you're going to go to Atlantic City after that, and then you're going to go to smaller ones if you're not traveling for a big vacation. This is a venue that you would travel to from another state. I mean, there are people that are they're drawing from Canada, from Michigan, from Ohio. People come from around the country to come to Del Lago. I can't think of any other casino that can say that. Not up, not up here. Yeah, uh, you know what? That is, I like that you brought that up too because so many times right before a show, uh, I'll just I'll head down to Social to you know grab a cup of coffee, but. There's people there who are from all over the place, California. Yeah. You know, maybe they're coming there to see a show. Uh, I think Our Lady Peace. Someone was there from from Boston. Just like, holy cow, we've got something really special here, and hopefully, uh, you know, they keep coming back. So that's yeah. that's the standard that we're at. That's the standard, and to go above and beyond that, that's what we task ourselves with every day. Super Bowl. Is coming, Jason. Yeah, Super Bowl. On. Super Bowl is coming, and you, yeah. and you, and you've got your boy. Quarterback for New England. And you got Nikki <laughs> he's, I'm not sure he's Nick, my boy, Nick, but yeah. Nikki Foles, the underdog. Yep. What's your pick? Ooh, here's so oh, here's here's already. no no here's where my heart is. Uh, I think I think Philadelphia has a good shot if they if they play the game right. But here's what I will say: 
It is really hard. I think I have a chance of winning the blackjack hand if I have an ace and a king. Here's what what I'll say, though, is New England has been on top of their game for a reason for a very long time, and that's really hard to do. And obviously they have the formula and they have the tools to make that happen. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying anything that, you know, nobody doesn't know already. But if uh, Philly has to play a perfect game, I know you, you have thoughts on it too. I saw Spagnola's article. Did you see this, the accusation? No. Oh, this is way past the accusations that were made against Belichick in New England and the infamous Jets game where they were caught intercepting signals and so on. Now... Then there was Deflate Gate, where they actually him Brady himself went to supposedly a trainer and had him let some of the air out of the balls so that they wouldn't fly as far because their field goal kicker couldn't kick it as long and so on and so on. So we've heard all these different things, and we slapped everybody on the wrist and really didn't do a hell of a lot about it. But according to Spagnola, the last time New England played in the Super Bowl against Philadelphia in '85. He said he can unequivocally prove by watching it that they were intercepting the signals defensively and that he they knew, and here's how they did it. So they watched the replays of when blitzes came at Brady, and normally, you know, even in a three-step drop back, he was before they were even coming, checking off and throwing the ball right away to what would be normally his third option. So he was going, hut, pop, pop, boom, and throwing the ball without even seeing anybody going. And other guys are running down the field running patterns that ha- that hadn't broken yet, as if he knew they were coming. Mm-hmm. So what, now he said this didn't happen once or twice. It happened the entire happened game. happened the whole game. So okay. this is where Bourne was, the jet controversy and this controversy of, of holding your script up to your mouth so no one can read your lips, because it became quite obvious post-game that someone was watching the defensive calls, so binoculars to read someone's lips, whatever it was. Now, I'm not saying I know this to be true, but there's a big story breaking about it that it was done in the Super Bowl by New England. New England are cheaters. I'm looking at those stories that are coming out. we got to take a break, but I'm looking at the Steve Spagnola discussion on when he thought the Eagles uh, were screwed over by the Patriots. That's right, baby. Back in the Super Bowl. <laughs> we'll come back and ready to wrap things up with the Daniel Baldwin Show. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. All right, I'm going to go off sports. I'm going to go off Del Lago. I'm furious about last night's State of the Union speech. Oh, boy, here it I'm goes. I'm furious about it. Okay, and so I'm not going to get into Trump and Democrats and Republicans or anything. I am going to get into this. I'm going to read you the numbers for three polls. CNN, of course, has a 25% approval rating, 75% negative against the incumbent Republican president. 75-25 against. Fox has a 90% approval rating. Now, traditionally, Fox supports Republicans. CNN supports the Democrats. But here, CBS, which I don't, in my experience with them, have not really been catered to one party or the other, has a 75% approval rating, 25% against Trump's State of the Union speech. What I'm upset about is when I grew up and Walter Cronkite, when I was a little boy, got on the news, there was never a doubt in my mind that what Walter Cronkite was saying for Walter Cronkite was absolutely the truth, that he was reporting the news, that he was giving you information that he was given that was true. When I watched Peter Jennings get on, I knew that what Peter Jennings was saying was, when he claimed it to be a fact, was proven and known to be a fact. If it was an opinion, it might have been his or the network's opinion. 
I watch the news now to watch those numbers be that far apart. And it is so mind-boggling to me that we can no longer watch without some network having an agenda, without them having some type of, of, of predisposed idea of how they're going to try to sway the sheep that are watching the show. It makes me so angry to think, what is real and what is the truth? You can sit inside your own bubble and you can you can just live, exist in one side or the other now, and it doesn't matter what's true and what's not. It's... Whatever you want to believe, you can find a place that will have your beliefs. But not for the news. For the news, we should be able to trust the fact that if the, if the guys you don't like are doing better or happen to do good that day or vice versa, they're going to report that accurately. So if they polled people that watch CNN, I can see where... But CBS has its 75-25 as more of the neutral network, which means, according to the average American, a lot more of them like what Trump had to say as opposed to those who didn't like what he had to say. What bothers me is the idea that we can't seem to get it straight and rely on network television and network news anymore. I'm Daniel Baldwin. I'll be back at 11 o'clock with the Evening Report. The only news you can trust is the Daniel Baldwin Show. This is true. Back tomorrow. Thank you, great Jason Klug, for joining thank us. Thank you for having me on. Uh, Polly, of course, thank you. You're not listening, because why would you? But uh, And, of course, <laughs> Jerry McNamara, thank you. Was that a, was that a, was that a dig? Yeah, a little bit of a dig. I uh, see it. <laughs> Throwing some shade. Man. We'll be it. back tomorrow. Brent Axe is up next. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse.